blessing that is. Hey, God has been good. Amen. Amen. He's been good to each one of us. You know, you really stop and start thinking about those words, how good he is to oh, us. Yeah. Hey, that'll bring a little tear to your eye yeah. of the mercy and grace of our God. He's been good to each one of us. He blesses us daily. Right. Whether we know it or not, the small things, the big things, hey, he's always in them. And he blesses us every single day of our lives. I love the Lord this morning. Amen. I love church. I love my church family. I love being here. I'm nervous right now. <laughs> I miss my pastor. But I'm so thankful that God saw fit to use me. You know, you, if you'd asked me eight and a half years ago, Brandon, you think you'd ever been in church? No, <laughs> I didn't. We're going to talk about this today. <laughs> And I was sitting over here just thinking about my scripture and what we was going to preach on this morning. And it's like God just revealed unto me, you know, you're preaching your life story. Whether you know it or not, that's what we're going to hit today. And wilt thou be made whole is the title of the message. And this is, this, we're going to be preaching out of John chapter number five. You can go ahead and turn there as you, as you turn. I'm just going to ramble for a minute here to get myself calmed down. <laughs> you know, I'm excited to see how God's used me so far. I'm undeserving. I'm undeserving of anything. I'm undeserving of even his son dying on the cross for me. I'm so undeserving of even that. You know, I pushed God away for so many years, but I'm so thankful. Yet his grace and his mercy and his loving arms are still there waiting for you and I just to accept and call unto him. You know, I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful for God allowing me to meet my wife many years ago. Whether I knew it or not, she's stalked me since kindergarten. <laughs> I didn't know it then, but he knew it. He knew, hey, you, you, need to get, you need her in your life. She'll keep you straight. Amen? <laughs> but God did our hearts together and put us together, and I can't thank him enough for my wife. I can't thank him enough for my kids. Four little youngins running around. What a blessing they are. Sometimes they're hard to love. <laughs> 2 a.m. in the morning, scream fest at our house. Two twins screaming to the top of their lungs, nothing to soothe them. I love them to death. I said, Lord, you know I got to preach. It's all right. I love my family, but I'm very thankful that God led us to this church. Because I don't know where I'd be if I didn't walk through those doors over eight and a half years ago and heard the gospel preached the way it was supposed to be preached. I never thought, I never knew where my life would be, but I know now where I'm at. Thankful for God's grace on me. It's only by God's grace that I stand before you today. God could have took me out many years ago because I'd done some bad things in my life. I wrecked and ruined my life, but yet he still decided to let me walk through those doors. Me and my wife got the joy of going in that office uh, our third Sunday here, and Brother Ronald Lutie showing us the plan of salvation and calling out to him, and my life has been changed since then. So we're going to preach on this morning. Wilt thou be made whole? That's the question that Jesus is going to ask here within our text. Let's all stand together here. John chapter number 5. We're going to start out in verse number one, the very familiar story. This is a, the story of the pool of Bethesda. And no doubt we've heard this preached before, and I want to maybe just preach this as God laid it out to me. And I have five points this morning, and don't worry, they're not long, amen. I, I will get right on through them here, and we won't be here long. But I want you to get the point and behind the message of, wilt thou be, wilt thou be made whole? John chapter number five, and starting out in verse number one, follow along with me. After this... There was a feast of the Jews, and the Jews went up to Jerusalem. Now, now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. 
In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, wanting for the moving of the water. Number, verse number four. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then, whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. A certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. And when, when verse number six, when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? And then the, imp, the imp, implement, I can't even get the word out now, the imp, implement man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me in the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Then Jesus saith, Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked, and on the same day was the Sabbath. You can be seated. We'll pray, and we'll jump right into the message this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we do thank you again for allowing us to come to your house. God, we thank you so, so much, for Lord, for how your many blessings upon us. God, we thank you for everything that you've done. God, we thank you for how you bless us each and every single day. God, we do need you today. We need you this morning. God, we got to have you in our lives. God, we need your touch this morning. We need you to open the scriptures and open our minds and open our hearts this morning unto your word. Lord, help us, Lord, as we preach your word. Lord, I pray that you would just give us grace and mercy this morning. Lord, give me the liberty to preach your word as you laid it out for me. Lord, I pray that it will be a blessing unto the people. Lord, we do love you and we thank you, God, for everything that you've done and everything that you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm about to get me a Kleenex here. I done got all choked up. Amen. Hey, but the joy of the Lord this morning, wilt thou be made whole? That's what I want to preach on this morning. It's more of an expository type message. As I began even a week or so ago and began to, to, to read my Bible, and I, you know the story as I always take my lunch break and read my Bible just a little bit, and, and I began to read here, and I, I come across this passage. I'm not sure exactly how I stumbled across it, but as I was reading this passage, just these nine simple verses here that we just read, but there's so much truth into it, and God began to do a work in my heart and began to develop this message, and it was and only by God. He just I love it when he gives it like this, and if you're a preacher, you know you get, here's your point, 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 and he's just laid right out for me, and I was so excited for it, and then pastor says, hey, we're going out of town, because I knew when Josiah was born, they were going to be flying out, and I was like, well, I wonder when I'll be able to preach, and then sure enough, the time came available, and I said, well, Lord, here we go, and I thank him so much for laying this out for me, but I want to preach this morning, wilt thou be made whole? And we're going to see here very quickly, we're just going to jump right into the text. We see here in verse number five, and starting out in chapter five, verse five, a certain man And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity 30 and 8 years. First of all, I want you to notice here the condition of this man. Number one, the condition, this condition of this man. He had been there, no doubt. He has had this infirmity for 38 years, the Bible says. 30 and 8 years. He has not been able to move. He has not been able to walk around. He has not been able to be mobile as you and I are here today. We see the condition of this man here. We don't know how long he has been waiting specifically by the pool. 
waiting on the waters to be stirred, but we know that he has had this issue for 38 years. The Bible doesn't say that he made his way there whenever he was a young man or whenever he got this issue came about in his life, but we know that he's had it for 38 years, and now he is sitting by the pool waiting for the angel to come down to stir the waters. As in verse number 4, and the angel went down in a certain season into the pool and troubled the water, and whosoever first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. That's what this man was there for. This man was there for being made whole. You understand the condition that he was in. 38 years he had this issue. And, and if you think about it, you know, 38 years in this condition of not being able to move around, being paralyzed, if you would, it would be very hard in our day and time. However, you think all the way back to this day and time when the man was laying by the pool and yet there was no easy access for him to move around. They didn't have wheelchairs and they didn't have ramps into every house and building there. Uh, when, he, when he had to go somewhere, he had to get somebody to help him along the way. He had to rely on some Somebody to provide everything for him. You think about it because he could not work. How could a man that is paralyzed work in this day and time? They had agriculture. They had farms. They had, they had livestock. And yet he could do none of these things. He was simply paralyzed for 38 years in this issue. He had this infirmity for 38 years. Paralyzed, couldn't provide for himself, couldn't provide, couldn't bring in money, couldn't, bring, couldn't bring, even get food. He couldn't even go get a drink of water if you think about it. He couldn't even make it down to the pool quick enough. You know how long it's going to take for a man to get a drink of water in this day and time? He had to rely on other people's generosity to help him sustain himself. But for 38 years, we see he's had this issue. But with that, I dare say that you and I have something in our lives, something that is causing us issues or problems. It may be physical like this man. This man has a physical issue. This man, we see the condition here. 38 years he's had this issue of being paralyzed. We don't know how old he is. All we know is that he had the issue for 38 years. He is now waiting by the pool of Bethesda, waiting for the waters to be stirred so he can jump in and be made whole. However, you see the scripture there, he can't get down there quick enough. But he has this issue. And you and I, likewise today, have issues in our lives and problems. It may be physical, and it may, and it may, or it may be circumstantial. And by that, I mean something that maybe we have brought personally into our own lives. And this could be an addiction to something. This could be sin in our lives that maybe could be hindering us, and it could be stopping us. And we'll go over this here in just a moment, and you'll see where we're getting with this. But, but we maybe have something in our lives that has been going on for a long time that maybe nobody else knows about. May, if you think about it, if this man had any family that loved him, what would happen? They would be there waiting with him by the pool. And as soon as the water's troubled, let's drag him in, get him into the water. But we see here that this man had nobody to help him. He was there. He was waiting by that pool. His condition was for over 38 years, he was stuck there. Maybe you and I today, maybe you have something in your life that's going on that maybe nobody knows about. Maybe nobody knows the issues that are going on in your life. This man was physical. They could see that he was paralyzed. They could visually see that he had an impairment, that he wanted to get to the water to be made whole. He wanted to be able to walk again, but he could not get down there quick enough. But maybe you and I today have something going on in our lives. It may be spiritual today. It may be sin in our lives that's hindering us. It may be sin in our lives. And with that, I'm saying this right here because a lot of times we bring a lot of our own problems on ourselves because we don't follow the plan that God has laid out for us. And we can see story after story after story within the Bible. And, and even just, just a couple weeks ago, we was preaching at the rest of them. We talked, about, uh, we talked about the prodigal son. 
We know the prodigal son, the, the quick story there, how he begged for his father to give him all his inheritance, and yet the father did. He gave him all of his inheritance. He said, here, here's all, everything. Here's everything that was going to be belonging to you when I go, but here it is now. And what did the son do? He took it up and went to a faraway country. And with that, we see the picture of walking away from the Father's will. The Father's will was for him to stay in the house with him, stay in that kingdom, stay there with him where he's getting fed, where he had everything. But you see how he ran away, done his own will, and wrecked and ruined his life, ended up eating out of the trough with the pigs because no man cared for him either. But we see here the condition of the man. 38 years he had this issue. 38 years of being paralyzed. 38 years of struggling through life, just trying to make it day after day after day. And maybe you today are bound by the chains of an addiction. Maybe you today are bound by the chains of sin that nobody else knows about. And maybe it's been 38 years. Maybe it's been longer than that. But maybe it just started. But regardless of the fact that you are bound in that and that you're in this situation, we see the condition of the man. And look down at verse number 6. We see the compassion of Jesus. Verse number 6 tells us, when Jesus saw him lie and knew that, he had been, knew that he had been now a long time, in that case he saith unto him, wilt thou be made whole? We see the compassion of Jesus Christ here. Is Jesus not only saw the man, understand this, that within this place of Pool of Bethesda, this man was not the only one there waiting on the waters to be troubled. Uh, within this place here, there were people everywhere that were scattered, scattered all about within these five porches that surrounded this pool here and waiting on the water to be stirred and waiting to be made whole. There were people everywhere, but yet Jesus notices this man here and begins to go to him. Not only do we see that he goes to him when Jesus saw him lie and knew he had been now a long time in that case. Jesus not only saw the man, he went to the man and knew already in his sovereignty that he knew he had been this way for a long time. Amen. With that being said, Jesus not only saw the man, but he knew that he had been this way a long time. For 38 years, this man has, has had this issue of being paralyzed, of not being able to be mobile. And yet Jesus noticed him and knew of his condition, but he had compassion on him. And can I tell you today that Jesus knows what you and I are going through, and Jesus knows the addiction that maybe you have. Jesus knows the sins that are in our lives, and yet, although no one else may know whatever's hindering us and holding us down and, and pulling us down away and, and keeping us chained down to the world, however, Jesus does know, and yet do you realize Jesus has the same compassion for you and I as he did this man here? There were hundreds of people, no doubt, that were here within this place. This place was littered with people that were blind, that were halt, that were empty. They, they, these people wanted to be made whole, but yet Jesus cared enough to go down and talk to this one. He spoke to him, began to talk to him. And within this right here, I see a picture of how our loving Savior cares for each and every single one of us. Do you understand that his entire ministry on this earth, 33 and a half years, was to what? Seek and to save that which was lost. He was here physically seeking and saving those that were lost, and yet now he is still calling out to each one of us. If you're lost in here today, he is calling as an individual. He is coming unto you. He is asking you the same questions. He is coming unto you because he cares for you. God don't want to see nobody perish and go to hell. He would love for everyone to be reunited with him for an eternity forever. That's why he sent his son to die on the cross. He mended that bridge and allowed us to go into heaven. Matthew chapter number 10, verse 29 through 31. Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing, and not one of them shall fall on the ground without your father? Shall not your father without, without your father? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. 
Fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. All throughout the Bible, we can pull out verse after verse after verse how God loves us and God cares for us and God looks after us. Amen. Hey, God is looking after you just like he looked after me. For many, many years, I was in my own sin. Many, many years, I was doing my own thing. Many years, I wrecked and ruined my life. Many years, I was doing my will. I was doing what Brother Brandon wanted to do, and, and I was on the path way unto hell. And yet, yet there came a time, just like in this man's here's life, hey, I, I was in my sin for many years. It wasn't 38 years, but yet I was in my sin for many years lost and undone without a savior yet the compassion of Jesus still calling unto me calling unto my wife and brought us into this church here we heard the gospel preached the compassion of Jesus was going forward and talking and speaking into my heart I'll never forget the first Sunday we came here God began already to do a work I felt God calling me hey you need to get saved hey you need to get saved hey you need to get saved you do realize you're still in sin. You do realize if you leave this place lost and undone without me, you're going to die and you're going to go to hell for eternity. He's separated from me forever and ever. There's no coming back after that. Once you pass away in your sins, there's no coming back and coming out of hell. Amen. But yet we see the compassion. Jesus comes forward. He talks to the man. He knew where he was and he knew how long he had been in this issue. Maybe you're here this morning thinking that no one else knows what you're going through. No one knows how long you've been battling this issue, this thing in your life. But I'm here to tell you this morning that God does know. And yet, not only does he know, he also cares for you and he wants to help you. He wants to help you this morning. He wants to help you. Whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is that you're battling, whatever sin has you in his grasp, whatever it is that is pulling you away from God, pulling you away from your Bible reading, whatever it is, maybe you're not even saved this morning yet. Maybe you still have a good stronghold in the world and you care not of the things of God, but God is still compassionate right now and he's calling unto you and he's asking you the same thing. Wilt thou be made whole? We see the compassion here. We see the condition of the man, the compassion of Jesus Christ and now we see the call when Jesus saw him lie in verse number six when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case he saith unto him wilt thou be made whole but I want you to notice something with this question it was not just a simple question this was not just a simple it was not just a simple question really this question has so much more deep meaning than what is being revealed here in just a moment notice the question here wilt thou be made whole he is asking do you want to be made whole the question though has a much deeper meaning meaning this right here and not just your current situation hey he didn't come up to him and says do you want to walk again he didn't come up do you want to work again Hey, he didn't, man, I know you've been here 38 years. You've been in this condition. You've been drugged down. I know you can't do anything of your own, and yet you have to provide. You have to uh, depend on everybody else for provision, for food, for water. He didn't say, "Do you want to be able to do all those things again?" No. The simple question here was, "What do thou? Do you want to be made whole? Wilt thou be made whole?" But that question goes so much deeper than just his physical body. He was asking an eternal question right there. He was asking a question that goes much farther than just his physical body being healed. Although, yes, God could speak the words and right then he could be physically healed. And we see that he does just that. But yet it goes so much deeper than that. And this question for you and I goes so much deeper as you and I are struggling with the sins that we have in our lives and with the issues that we are facing every day and with the issues that we have caused in our own lives, the problems that we have. 
and Jesus calls on us, wilt thou be made whole? Not only do you want to clean up your current situation, no, 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 my friends. Not only do you want to clean up your life and make your life better, no, because, you know, over eight and a half years ago, I thought that's all it was. You know, over eight and a half years ago, when I got saved, I thought, well, I guess good. I'll, I'll clean up my life now. I'll, do it. I'll get better now. No, no, I gained an eternity. I gained an eternity with the, my loving Savior. I gained heaven. I gained a loving Savior. Hey, I just didn't get physically healed. You understand? I just didn't get clean from all the sin that I was in. I didn't just get clean from the world. No, I got clean from the inside out, and that's the way God works. Understand this, the call here, wilt thou be made whole? This man, no doubt, after 38 years, sought help from different resources, just like you and I would. If you think about it, when we begin to get sick, automatically we go to Google, don't we? What can cure this? We seek every avenue that we can to get made better. No doubt this man has already done that. No doubt he has no doubt sought physicians. He has asked for help. He has asked for people to, hey, what, can you help me out here? Can you help me do this? Can you help me do this? And no doubt after all these attempts of different resources, now he's by this pool. He's heard about this pool. And he's sitting there waiting on the pool to be stirred by the angel so he can get in there and be healed. Yet the whole time he is sitting here talking to Jesus, not realizing that he is in the presence of the one who can speak the words and he could be instantly healed. And I believe this call rings out to you and I today as Jesus is calling us us that are afflicted with the things of this world by the sin that we have caused in our lives and by the issues that we bring up. Wilt thou be made whole? This call rings out not only within the scripture here, but it rings out to each one of us. Wilt thou be made whole? You know, maybe today you're seeking like this man was. You want to be healed. You're tired of this. You're tired of the addiction. You're tired of living your life the way that you wanted to. You're tired of always running into problem after problem after problem after problem and issue after issue and after issue. But, uh, but maybe you're seeking today. Maybe you're seeking today. And can I tell you, just like this man, you're in the right place. This man was by the pool where he knew he could get the healing. Maybe you're in here today and you're seeking of a secret. You have, you have an issue going on that nobody else knows about, but you, you personally are seeking for a solution. You personally have sought help from everybody that you can think of, but have you sought the help from the master? Have you sought the help from the one who can speak the words and help? Have you sought the help of the one who can make you completely whole? Not just your physical, but completely whole. The call here rings out for you and I. But look at verse number, verse number 7. Look at the answer the man gives. We see his condition 38 years. He's been, in this, he's been paralyzed for 38 years. 38 years. And Jesus asked the question, wilt thou be made whole? You would think, very quickly here, you would think the answer would be what? Instantly, yes. Simple. Three letters. Yes. <laughs> or yep. Or however you want to word it. The answer would be yes. Right? Look at the answer he gives in verse number 7. The, imp the implement man answered him, sir, I have no man. When the, water's, when the water is troubled to put me in the pool, but while I'm coming, another steppeth down before me. Now, Jesus asked the question, wilt thou be made whole? And the simple answer there would have been yes. Yes, Lord, I want to be made whole. Yes, I want to be healed. Yes, that's what I want. But we see the answer that he gives, and it's kind of striking if you think about it. What he asked, you know, he asked a simple question, that deserves a simple answer, right? Wilt thou be made whole? Do you want to be made whole? Hey, you've been here 38 years. Do you want to be made whole? The simple answer would have been yes. You ever ask somebody a question and then they give you a complaint? Mm-hmm. I, I do it. Ask her. 
We try to, it, but that's what happened here. The complaint. It wasn't a simple yes. The man began to complain about why he's already not whole. Look at it again. Look at it. Jesus asked the question, wilt thou be made whole? The man answered him, sir, I have no man. When the water is troubled to put me in the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. We see here a complaint. The complaint that comes forth. The simple, the simple answer there would have been, yes, Lord, I want to be made whole. But yet, instead of saying just yes, Lord, he says, well, you know, I want to be made whole, but every time I try to get down there, somebody beats me to it. I, well, Lord, I would, but I don't have no man to help me. You know, it's almost like as if he was soliciting Jesus to hang around there and wait and get him in the pool. Think about it. He says, I have no man to get me down there. Uh, the complaint, I have no man. And then if I'm trying to go myself, try to drag my way down there, somebody steps down before me. You know, what it is, Jesus didn't ask that. Jesus asked the question, do you want to be made whole? He answers back, I have nobody to put me in the pool. That's not what I asked you, Jesus said. Wilt thou be made whole? It's a simple, simple question that should deserve a simple answer. Yes, Lord. Or maybe a, a yes, a resounding explanation point. Yes. But Jesus here got a complaint back instead. Maybe you're here today. Maybe God has been dealing with you about this thing about salvation. Maybe God's been dealing with you about making your life whole, making you complete. And yet every time you turn around and simply say, well, but... I have this. Well, but I got this going on. I can't first. I got to clean up first. I can't do that. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. We give excuse after excuse after excuse on why we can't be saved and why we, you and I, cannot be made whole. Because I remember over eight and a half years ago as I sat right here halfway back in the church, I remember God dealing with me the very first Sunday. But you know what I did? Not today, Lord. I got some things I got to take care of. Hey, 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 listen up. I said, not today, Lord. Nope. Mm -mm. I got some things I got to get squared away. I can't, I can't just go and get, no, nah, I just can't go for salvation right now. God, I got too many things going on in my life. The second Sunday we came in here, we sat at the same exact spot. And I, the Lord began to speak to my heart again. He says, now you know that you're lost and you're on your way to hell and you need to get saved. And the call was calling out unto me. The compassion of our Savior was there. He was asking me to come unto him to be made whole. But yet I resisted again. I gripped the back of the chair. I said, well, you know why? Because I got too many connections out here in the world. I love the world too much to give up my weekend to come here on a Sunday. I said, God, I work five days a week. I want my two days off. I don't really don't need all this. I don't know why I need it. But God began to work in my heart and said, you need salvation. You need salvation. You're going to die and go to hell. But yet I sat back there and resisted again. I resisted. I gave him excuse after excuse and complaint after complaint of why I couldn't get saved. But can I tell you, on that third Sunday, I finally gave in and said, you're right. My excuses are null and void. I should have no excuse. The answer is yes. Get up and go, Brandon. Get up and go. And it was me and my wife went, and the Lord began to deal in my heart, and I accepted him as a personal Savior. My life changed. I was not only healed physically from the world's disease, from the world's issues that I brought in my own life. I was healed fully, made whole. I wasn't just half healed, half whole. I was made whole. And this man here, the answer should have been just a resounding yes, Lord. 
But we see he gives excuse after excuse, and maybe you're here today, and you were just like me, and you sat there, and maybe you're sitting there right now saying, oh, I don't need this thing of church. I don't need salvation. I don't need Jesus in my life. I'm doing pretty good on my own. I haven't done any bad things. Why do I need him? Why do I need this? But maybe you're sitting there, I'm too bad of a person. Maybe you're saying to yourself, well, I'm just too bad. I can't, you can't save me. I'm too far gone. Hey, hey, I've got to clean up before I go. I can't do that. I've got too many things going on in my life right now. You have nothing to lose but an eternity to gain. Understand you have nothing to lose but an eternity to gain. And that's the battle that I was dealing with right there as I was going back and forth, giving God excuse after excuse after excuse of why I couldn't be saved. And yet his arms were still there saying, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. The answer is, wilt thou be made whole? The answer is, yes. I don't care what you've done. I don't care about your past. This man's been there 38 years, and yet Jesus began to go to him. He speaks directly unto him, and then he asks the question, Wilt thou be made whole? And that rings out to you and I today. If you're in here and you're lost and you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, this call goes out unto you today. Wilt thou be made whole? And yes, you can give excuses. And yes, you can put it off. But my friends, you're putting off the inevitable. God wants you to be saved. And he will continue to deal with you about that. But there will come a time if you keep putting it off where he'll stop. I mean, you think about it. I can only call Brother Ricky so many times before I give up calling him if he doesn't answer. Am I right? You call your friend, they don't answer. You call again, they don't answer. You text, they don't answer. You email, they don't answer. You call again, they don't answer. Eventually, you're going to say, well, okay, move on. God saw this man, went to this man, and began to ask him, wilt thou be made whole? But the answer he got was a complaint. He began to complain about how he couldn't be made whole, how he couldn't get down to the pool to be made whole. Excuse after excuse after excuse. Maybe you're here today doing that exact same thing. But I want you to see this, verses 8 and 9. We see the completeness, the entirety, the fullness or perfection or wholeness here. Verses 8 and 9. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. First of all, I want you to see these three things very quickly. Jesus, his response in verse 8, Jesus saith unto him, rise, rise. Wait a minute. I can't walk, Lord. I've been here 38 years. 38 years in this condition, I, I cannot. You, do you understand how many times, no doubt this man has probably tried on his own to work and walk and tried to get up and tried to stand on his own. And yet Jesus comes to him now. He says, wilt thou be made whole? He gives excuse after excuse after excuse. And he says, son, just rise. Hey, I want you to arise. Do you imagine that first step for him? you imagine him getting up off of his mat, getting up off of his bed? Hey, his legs were probably shaking. 38 years and not walking. Do you understand how weak your legs are going to be? Hold on, hold on. Jesus says, tells him the word to rise, get up. Jesus takes the time to not only stop and notice him. He notices how long he's been this way. But then he asks him the question, wilt thou be made whole? The man gives excuses and now he says, rise. I want you to rise. I want you to rise. And what this does right here, do you think the man was scared to take that first step? I would. 38 years. 
38 years of not being able to walk, and now Jesus tells him to rise. But beyond that, of course, he has been this way for 38 years. Now he's telling him to rise, which is an act of faith. This was an act of faith of going unto him. This was an act of faith. He hasn't walked in 38 years. He's been implement. He, he, he can't stand up on his own. He cannot walk. And now Jesus is telling him to rise. I want you to rise. He goes a step farther. Not only do I want you to rise, take up thy bed. He said, listen, not only do I want you to rise, I want you to stand to your feet. Not only do I want you to rise up, but I want you to pick up your bed too. I want you to take up your bed. For this man to rise was a, a feat in itself after not being able to walk for 38 years. But now for Jesus to tell him to take up his bed, that was just another step in faith. Not only do I want you to rise up off your bed, not only do I want you to rise up out of the situation that you're in. Hey, get this. Not only do I want you to get up out of your current situation, I want you to rise, but I want you to take your bed. I want you to take your bed. Now, remind, remind you here, this was the Sabbath, and no man was to work on the Sabbath. For this man to carry his bed was considered to be work, labor. So he was carrying his bed on the Sabbath. He was laboring, if you would. But I thought about this. Why would Jesus tell him to take his bed? He could have left it right there. Rise, go, be healed, sin no more. But he goes a step farther. He tells him to take up his bed. I believe he'd said that as a reminder, to remind him, that's where you used to be. That's where you used to be. But I told you to rise up out of that, and you did. But now I want you to remember. I want you to take up your bed and remember where you were as you walk. He said, rise, take up thy bed, and walk. He doesn't say, rise, stand up right here where you are and take your bed. No, he says, get up out of the situation that you're in. Get up, walk. Hey, pick up your bed. Remember where you came from, but then I want you to walk. I want you to go forward. He says, rise, Take up thy bed and walk. Rising up here and taking his bed. This, man, uh, this man's case was not closed. After 38 years, nearly 1,400 days, every day like the last, what hope would one really have? No doubt he thought this only happens to other people. That, and I'm not the kind that ever gets to healing as people would step over him. It could never happen to me as other people were getting healed. Every time the waters were troubled and always, uh, it's always something else, someone else that gets the blessing. I, I don't deserve what I have. I don't deserve the healing, I guess. Maybe that's what the thoughts that were going through this man's mind is he could never make it to that pool to, get, to be made whole, to be cured of his infirmities. The man never thought that, or never known that he today would walk. But yet beyond that, he would get up and go out down the road. 38 years he's been this way. 38 years he's been stuck in this position. 38 years he's had this condition. Yet Jesus, the ultimate healer, comes by, tells him to rise up out of that situation that he's currently in, take up his bed, remember where you once were, and I want you to walk and I want you to go forward. And this, this here is the sign here, this miracle is a reminder that to you and I that no person or situation is too far gone, that, that is beyond out of his reach. And Jesus' reach is always continually reaching out for you and I. And there's nobody in here that that is too far gone. There's nobody out in the world that is too far gone. God is calling for each and every single one of us to be made whole just as this man was. That's his old thing. He wants us to be made whole. He wants us to be, he wants us to be with him forever and ever in heaven. He wants us to call out for him for salvation and he wants all of us and there's no man. 38 years he thought I was done for. 38 years he was probably just awaiting death 
Every time he tries to get down, somebody steps over him. And maybe you're in that situation today where you think that all hope is lost. Hey, you, you feel helpless, but you are not hopeless this morning. If you feel helpless, you are not hopeless because we have Jesus Christ here and the compassion rings out to you and I. Wilt thou be made whole? That's the question this morning. The good news is you can be made whole just like this man. Jesus can take a troubled, excuse-filled life and make it whole. Today, Christ puts this question out for you and I. Would you like to be made whole? Like this paralyzed man never dreamt of the day that he would begin to walk or be able to work or be able to do anything again, yet he tells him to rise up out of his situation is an act of faith for you and I to begin to get up out of our current situation, begin to move forward unto him as an act of faith, just like this man. Rise up, take thy bed, and walk. Maybe the call comes out to you and I today, just like this paralyzed man. Maybe you've been battling an issue for 38 years. Maybe it's been longer than that. Maybe it just started. Maybe you're still stuck in the sin of the world. Maybe you've never come to Jesus Christ for salvation, and the call rings out to you today, wilt thou be made whole? That's the simple question that derives a simple answer. Listen, you and I can give excuse, excuse, excuse. I did it three Sundays in a row, but I could have died in those three Sundays before I got saved, and I'd have been lost and on my way to hell because of a simple excuse. God, no, I can't. God, I got this. God, I got this. I don't want to let go of this. I want this in my life. I don't want you. I don't want these things. But because of my excuses, I could have put myself in hell. But God opened my eyes and said, son, I don't care. I don't care about your excuses. I don't care where you are. I don't care how deep in sin you are. My compassion's here and my arm is stretched out. All I'm asking for you to do is take it and be made whole. Let's bow our head and close our eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, we do thank you, Lord, for your word. God, we thank you for this, this, this story here within the Bible that shows us, Lord, that we're never too far gone. Lord, for 38 years, this man was infinite. He could not walk. He was paralyzed, but... God, your compassion was still there. And just like you and I, God, you reached out to me. Lord, over eight and a half years ago in my sin and my, my, my brokenness, my worn down life, and as I, I was ruining myself daily, yet you still reached your hand out for me and was asking me the same thing. Wilt thou be made whole? Will you come unto me for salvation and be made complete, be made whole? And that's the question that rings out today. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would move in the service. Lord, I pray if there's anyone here that is lost. God, I pray that if there's anyone in here today that is lost, I pray that today will be the day of salvation. God, your word tells us that we don't, we, our life is but a vapor. It appeareth for a little while and vanishes away. We don't know how much longer we have. And as the call goes out, we are to automatically answer that call with a resounding yes, not with an excuse after excuse of why we can't because we can be saved. Because when we are helpless, we are not hopeless with you. Lord, I pray that you would bless the invitation. Lord, I pray that you would work and stir hearts as you see fit. Lord, we love you in Jesus' name. Let's all stand to our feet as the pianist plays. What is it today in your life that you've been battling with? What is it today that you've been battling with, that you've been struggling with, that, you've been, that you're tired of dealing with on your own, that you're tired of, of trying your own ways to make it through? Maybe you're here today and you've never trusted Jesus as your personal Savior. Let today be the day. Let today be the day that you call out to him with a simple answer of, yes, Lord, I want to be made whole. There's nobody too far gone. 
There's no life that is wrecked and ruined that he can't bring back unto him. He can restore marriages. He can restore lives. He can restore you today. He's asking the question, will thou be made whole? That's the question only you can answer. Can I beg of you, don't answer it with, don't answer it with excuses or complaints. Why you can't? Because you can. We have a God whose hand is not shortened. He can reach down to the lowest parts of this earth and pull us out. What is it today that you're dealing with? You do business with God. 